0: Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We are ready to face the storm. Hey, my friends, welcome to this episode. Super excited that you're here today. I really, truly mean that. Thank you for subscribing, leaving reviews, helping me grow this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing it. By doing that, you are helping me get this message out that we are stronger by facing the storms of life and not running from them. So I really, truly appreciate that. Really excited about today. I have the pleasure of bringing to you Jeff Forrester. Jeff is a very successful businessman. He has been in pharmaceutical sales for many, many, many years. he's also comes from a family of business owners, so he knows what it is to face storms in business. But Jeff and I sit down and talk about his storms that he's faced in life. And so really learning how to see himself as a buffalo, not running from the things in life that he was running from, but just facing them. We also talk about repentance and forgiveness, judgment, building a community. Jeff is just an amazing friend as I've gotten to know him over the last short couple of months. He is also a business owner of Active Futures, which is a coaching company that really helps organizations and leaders really discover who they are and really do the hard work that it takes to become the person that they are called to be. Jeff has put in the time, he has done the work, and I am excited to bring him to you today. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jeff.
1: Hey, thank you, Tim. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, me as well. You know. for the listeners, Jeff and I met several weeks ago, um, well, excuse me, several months ago, I should yeah. say, several months ago on Instagram and how powerful Instagram has been for the two of us and just building our community. And we'll get into some of that in the in the middle of the show, probably. But um, for the listeners who are just new to the show, who are just tuning in, who may not understand a full uh, understanding of the show, the inspired way, and what, what really inspired us to come up with that, that, the name and the story behind it all. And really, it's the story of the buffalo and the cow and what we can learn from the buffalo and cow when, as they face their storms. And um, just real quick, it's, uh, the cow sees, sees a storm coming. The, the cow will run the opposite direction, trying to avoid the storm. But in trying to avoid the storm, his short little legs and fat body doesn't allow him to run very fast. And so the storm catches them. It increases the amount of time, stress, and frustration that the cow deals with that storm. The buffalo, on the other hand, he sees the exact same storm, and he runs directly towards the storm, facing the storm, decreasing the amount of time, stress, and frustration, and pain that the buffalo has to deal with that storm. So, with that in mind, Jeff, you know, is there a storm that you have faced, or maybe one that you've tried to avoid, and you have a story of being the cow, and there's a story (laughs) where you've been to (laughs) buffalo,
1: (laughs) You you described me perfectly, big body, short little legs. That's exactly me. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, holy smokes, I am a cow. Um, (laughs) No, you know, I I love when you first told me about the the analogy or the story of, of how those things go together. It really fits so much of who I used to be and who I'm trying to become. And so it's challenging, Tim, to come up with one specific story. And for just for those people who don't know a lot about me or anything about me, you know, growing up, I I was the cow, right? Anything that came my way that was um, difficult, scary, um, challenging, I would say the vast majority of that stuff, I turned and ran and ran as fast as I possibly could, and and a lot of it just comes from fear. And you know, I grew up with a really poor self image, and some of that came from uh, being overweight as a kid and being made fun of by other kids and teachers and adults and and those type things. And and when I look back at it, one, it was all my fault, right? I put the food in my mouth and I continued to eat. Mm. (laughs) So, So I can't blame anybody for that other than me. And so, when I look at some of that stuff, not that those people weren't, um, weren't to blame for their actions, but I brought a lot of that stuff on myself. And so from that, I just perpetuated that, that fearful, I'm not good enough, mm. um, this is a, um, a challenge, and with that poor self-image, I felt like I always had to be perfect. If I tried anything, if I wasn't the best at it, as soon as I started, I quit. Mm. Um, and so, when I'm giving you some of that context, that was something that carried with me through virtually every aspect of my life into my adulthood. And it became a habit. And when you talked about the cow and the buffalo, I feel like people some, most of the time what I'm learning is they're not intentionally being the cow. They don't know how to be a Buffalo. Like I didn't Mm. know how to turn. I didn't know what it felt like to say, you know what, I'm going to turn this way. It's only going to be, like you said, it's going to stink for a few minutes. Yeah. But then when it gets past me, I'm good. Running just makes you tired and the storm's going to still get you. Right. So, um, For me, it was one of those things that that I'm trying at this point in my life to to learn things. And and part of that, I think, is, you know, I I turned 47 this year and my dad passed away at 48 from lung cancer. Mm. And so when you start to think of like, you know, Ryan holiday and some of the other stoics talk about the memento mori is once you can embrace your mortality, then you can live a better, more vibrant life. And Mm -hmm. it's not throwing caution to wind and saying, look, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to live for me, but it's making every single moment count. So it's to, to use, you know, your description, it's learning how to be the Buffalo to turn into the, to the storm and then just buckle down and let it get past you. Cause we're all going to have those and, um, you know, how we manage through those would be the best opportunity. So I, I know that that's not a specific example for you. Mm. Um, but yeah. I feel like it really, it gives a, at least a good background of, of where I come from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I, I appreciate you sharing that and it. Uh, you know, as some of our other friends who have podcasts, you know, they always say that, you know, no answer is the wrong answer. It's the right answer for you. And so that was the best way that you knew to explain that. And and I think it was perfect because it's true. We all have moments of where we were the cow. And and I think the the thing I love about that is we can all identify and I call them the characters in the story, even though it is true real life, right? These, this, thing, this actually really happens. A cow does run, you know, away from the storm and Buffalo's actually do run into the storm is still a story and it's, there's still characters within it. And so we can find ourselves in that in any place, right? And the other things that you, you mentioned that I just wanted to draw out a little bit was just because we choose or learn to face the storm and we run into the storm to be the buffalo does not take away the effects of the storm. It does not mean just because we say, okay, we're going to embody the buffalo and we're going to face these storms that the storms do not touch us. We're still battered. We're still bruised. We're still affected by the storm. And I think one of the things you talked about was just that that not resisting the, the mortality, right? It's just accepting it. And I think that is true with the storms. I made a post recently about joy in the storm. It's like, how can you find any joy in going through a storm, <laughs> right? And I think it's that, um, it's like the, the seals in training, they're talking about the jackhammering, the, go- the guys that are just, da- 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 da, you know, right. shivering yeah. in the cold surf. And those that just accept the fact that it's going to be cold, just accept the fact that it's going to suck for a little bit. Um, you know, they are able to have this calm or this peace that comes over them in that moment to just embrace it. And I think that's kind of what you're referring to there. And um, But what are some things that, that, because you talked about, you know, in your life, you were the cow in many situations, always trying to avoid pain, always right. trying to avoid things. What are some things that you have done to specifically learn how to um, transition that, right? Because I think feel like we always revert back to our, our zones of comfort. We always revert right. back to our programming, right? Whatever we have programmed ourselves to do, um, when times get tough, we revert back to that. Right. So, to build a resilience, um, that takes some training and it takes some effort. And you, out of anybody that I know, you're probably, you know, one of the most intentional people that I know. Um, and so what
1: are some things that you've done? I, I, to me, honestly, Tim, the, the part that I feel the best about was admitting that I was a quitter. Mm. That was the first step because for, for so long I didn't. And when you avoid your weakness, it's going to come back and get you with a vengeance at some point. Mm. And I avoided it forever because I was afraid to say I was a quitter. I was afraid to tell people that I was scared of something because I'm a a tall in stature. I've, uh, you know, if you look at me, I'm covered with tattoos. I look somewhat menacing. And then when people, when they get to know me, they know that's the complete opposite. (laughs) I've never been in a fight, Uh, but they'll hear, well, you don't like roller coasters. I'm like, no, I hate roller coasters. And they just they think it's, it's, it's odd, right? But it it comes to that point of, and I know that's a a, a strange example, but when I got to the point where I was comfortable in, in admitting and being vulnerable that I have a fixed mindset. I run away from stuff. I've got to change. Mm. And I know we've talked about at length about the power of repentance, right? It's not just asking for for forgiveness is one thing. Repenting in the true definition is turning away from what you used to do and moving forward. Mm. So whether you're I know we're both men of faith, and you know, for us, repentance means something different from sin. But for regardless of of where people are with that, repenting is you've got to forgive yourself and then turn away from that and then move towards a different direction. So for me, it was that was the first step was was admitting that weakness and and trying to figure out. How I could leverage my strengths to lift up and develop my weaknesses. So with a lot of those things is um, I know we're both David Goggins fans is Mm -hmm. I just I embraced his mirror of accountability of looking at yourself in the mirror square in the eyes and then just telling you everything that you're completely afraid of. And then from there, as I put post-it notes around my mirror, and I just worked on that, and I was very intentional with each word. And I've got young kids, so I had to be careful what I put around sure. the mirror. Yeah. But it was still one of those lessons that that even it impacted them. At the time, we were having our bathroom redone, and they're like, yeah. "What's up with all those post-it notes?" And so it gave me a chance to talk to other people. It's like, "Well, this is what I'm working on." I'm like, "Well, that's pretty cool," you know. Yeah. And then the, the second part of that was was just having. You know, building a stronger relationship with my wife and admitting to her the weaknesses mm. that, that I needed to do because that was another thing of that I had fear of. Not only I didn't want to admit things to myself, I also didn't want to feel judged, right? Mm. So I projected judgment on that that she was going to judge me, right? I, mm-hmm. I had no idea, but I just created this fictitious story in my head that well if i said this she's going to judge me so i'm just not going to say anything at all right right and so from that it was just a moment we sat on the couch and i just let it all out mm. and and then she looked at me and she's like in in her wonderful ways like i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> you know so here funny. i am you know i just just a terrible cry face you know and she's like i'm still here mm. you know and then that that really that helped along with my accountability to myself, but then, you know, working with her and knowing that I had her support openly, right? Like I always knew I had her support, but I never allowed her to give me the support that I needed. So, Mm. you know, with that, you know, and I know you've talked about the Buffalo, it's, it's not just one Buffalo standing out there. Yeah. It requires all of them. And that was massive for me of just being, like you said, being intentional about something specific that you can, you know, get small victories right off the bat. You and I were both in the uh, crisis, leading through crisis mastermind. Uh-huh. And that's one of the things that um, my cousin shared is just when you see a crisis plan, small, easy, quick victories that you can celebrate. Yeah. David Goggins talked about the cookie jar, right? have that cookie jar of exciting things that when things get bad, you go back to the cookie jar and you try something else. Mm-hmm. James Clear in Atomic Habits, he talks about just little wins compound into huge successes just over and over. And so those are some specific things that, that I do that has really helped me learn to be a Buffalo and what I've started to <clears throat> relish in. And, and, and again, you and I have talked about this privately is the fact that I don't want easy anymore. Like I'm excited about something that's going to be a challenge that's going to push me beyond my limits. Yes potentially physically and mentally, but I can't do it alone, right? I mean, I have to actually get out there and do it, but having the support around me is just, it's so huge. So it's having the tribe, it's being accountable to myself, and then having somebody to... that I can um, go along this through this storm with is so huge for me.
0: Wow, you hit on so, so many good points. (laughs) Sorry. No, no, don't apologize. It was so good. I think um, just drawing a few of those things out, I'll back up on a couple of things that you said, which was repentance. (laughs) And repentance is huge. And it is that acknowledgement, right? It's that acknowledgement that I fell short, but I'm not satisfied with that. And that's the way I see that, right? And so I want to change. I want to shift. I want to turn from my old ways. I want to turn from the mistakes that I made here and I want to do right. And one of the things you even said it, and as you said it, I was sitting there thinking forgiveness, and forgiveness. Uh, I heard this definition of forgiveness a while back, long time ago, and it is um, when we forgive, we're restoring the person who did us wrong to the position that they were in prior to the offense. And so, that is like what we're doing in this. In this, talking about a storm and facing a storm and learning through the storm, is. We're not always the preparation. You talked about things of, that you have started to do, the sticky notes and things like that. And as much as you prepare for the storm, we all know that that storm is going to kick your butt or there's going to be a storm that kicks your butt, right? Yep. And it's not a matter of that you didn't prepare well enough. It was just that was a blind spot for you, right, in that area or for me and so if I can take that and I can learn from that moment and that storm and make it now a part of my routine so I can grow and build stronger. And, you know, in the intro, we talk about the endurance so that the, the testing of the storm will just strengthen our endurance. Right. So that we can grow, um, grow through it. And so and not just go through it. Um, one of the other things you talked about, you talked about so many good things and um, is is really support. And um, you're, you're right. And I've mentioned this multiple times is like, you never find one lone buffalo running to the storm. You know, it's the herd and they have a herd. And I believe that there's there's power in the herd. There's power in a tribe or a community, right? If we want to take it outside of the, the buffalo theme of a community and What are, um, do you, what is your thoughts on community and how do you find community and how do you, um, does that
1: shift for you? Does that, or is that pretty solid? What does that look like for you when you're facing a storm? Yeah, that's, that's so good. And, and, you know, one of the things losing my father early, I always wanted a mentor that would just help me, right? Like Mm. teach me to be a man. And I did, you know, and I I had people that would come into my life that I thought would be, and then, and whether it was on me, which it probably was, or the fact that they weren't as intentional about helping me, like I thought, I was like, well, I thought we were a little tighter than we we are. But having, having a mentor, I think is huge. And having somebody help you recognize what you need to do, and it doesn't have to be someone senior you, right? I mean, right. we always think mentor as gray-haired men or women that have weathered the storm for all over. Well, ages. I, yeah, exactly. Right. They all look like Gandalf, <laughs> you know, which a lot of them do, right? Sure. With age comes wisdom. Right. But then you have some people that have had a a concentrated life in a small amount of time that have experienced so much and has weathered so much that that they can offer so much guidance and direction and wisdom, even if they're fifteen years younger than you are. You know, both you and I um, follow Chad Wright and we, we yeah. listen to a lot of the stuff he has to say. He's a lot younger than us. Yeah. But I guarantee you, full of wisdom, the, the dude has encountered far more oh, yeah. than I would. Now, different situations, right? I mean, mm-hmm. but through that furnace of adversity that he talks about, it just gives us an opportunity to say, okay, how would you handle that? And how mm-hmm. do you, he's so good at relating the things that he did. And his military service and his ultra marathoning to life, it just, it's a great transition. Yeah. So I'm huge on community and tribe because um, I I don't know if you've ever done the the disc profile, but I'm a high S, which means I'm a big team guy. Like Mm -hmm. for me, I would rather everybody else get accolades and do all the support And not get recognition than be the one thrust in front. Now, don't get me wrong. I I like to be recognized if I've done a good job, but it's not my main priority. So I'm big on trying to build communities and connecting people. And I do feel that one of my strengths, which, again, has been a challenge for me, is to admit strengths, right? Just as much Uh as you've got to admit weaknesses, um, is an encourager and a connector. Like, I really enjoy getting people together and connecting people And so for me, it's intentionally building a community. And whether everybody knows each other, that could be cool. And that's happened. Like in our instance, we've had a lot of different people that we've known individually that we've Mm -hmm. brought together collectively, which has been really cool. But then I have a whole other group of people that are highly influential in my life that don't know each other. And I think that's okay too. I, I just feel like it just depends on, where things are at. And, and you talked about before, it's intentional. People will, mm. will come into your life and then they'll leave your life. And there's, there's so many different thoughts to that. <clears throat> so for me, it's, it's trying to continue to foster and feed the relationships that are here. And what I've, I'm learning, I've not learned this. It's still, a, it's still a challenge is when somebody takes themselves out of my life for one way or the other. So it's either intentionally or unintentionally, people just grow apart and right. at some point, um, in in most instances, and that's okay, right? I have no ill will against them. Like used to when my self esteem and self image was so low, if somebody decided that well, you know what, I'm tired of being friends with Jeff, whether they intentionally ever said that, I was hurt, mm. you know, yeah. and it was it was devastating for me, and it it, it bothered me for so long. And now I just realize people come and go, you know, and, and you, you just take advantage of the, the relationship while it's there. You learn from everyone and you don't judge. You don't know where they're at in their life and why they've decided to move on. And um, it's one of those things that for me, like you use the word heard we can't go through this life alone. We're just not intended. We're social beings. We're social creatures. And and so it's one of those things where, the more people that we surround ourselves with can, can push us, can lift us up. You know, Chris, one of the, one of our mutual friends, you know, his big tagline is we rise by lifting others up. Yes. It's the key we, right. I mean, it's we rise by lifting others up. It's not I rise or you rise. And so um, for me, community tribe mentors, coaches, all those are just essential for us to, to continue to move forward through life and not only just facing storms, but having, um, being able to celebrate the victories that we have and right. the, yeah, the joyful times that we have. It's way more fun to, if you have a big win in your life, to have other people around to say, yeah. hey, good
0: job, you know? Yeah, no, that's so good. Uh, you know, because I, I, You know, that is, that's a good point. And that is so true that we do. It is much funner, you know, much funner. Listen to me. More fun to have. Um, I am in South Carolina. (laughs) Exactly. South Carolina is starting to come out on me. Um, but it is more fun to have people around you uh, to celebrate with. Um, and I think, though, for me, where I was, what I was thinking about too with community and and as far as like a storm per se is, you know, many times we do try to isolate ourselves. We try to feel like that is we're the only ones that go through it and. And I think that's a slippery slope for us to get on. And so it is important for us to be in community and for us to share with our community the storms that we go through. Because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but I have faced this and and listeners, you you may feel this uh, As well in your life where there's times when I was going through a storm and I was begging inside, screaming out, my thoughts were like, they can see me going through this. They can see me hurting because I I can feel it, right? And I just want them to say something to me. I want them to, to pull me out of this rut, out of this funk that I'm in. And I think it's super important that we not only share with our community the storm that we're going through, but also that we find a community that is not afraid to pull us out of that, right? That sees us going astray, that sees us maybe drifting a little bit because I've had friends, I've been that way that have done that. And so um, that's, I feel like that's just super important for us to have a community and be close enough and be vulnerable, like you were saying, with our community. Um, so that they know really truly who we are because so much of our, our, I can speak for myself, I guess. Um, and maybe this is just a a light shining, you know, on some of my weaknesses is, um, I am pretty open though. I'm, I'm very an open, you know, book when it comes to things, but it's like, um, sharing with what I'm going through, you know, so that others know. And I think you said, you know, vulnerability and just just sharing like the struggles that you've had and, and not the fear of being judged. I think those are some things that we all struggle with, regardless of how open someone is, we all struggle with. that even within a community so i think having community i guess where i'm boiling this down to is having a community that can see when that other person is just off and they are bold enough and have the courage enough to pull us out of
1: that muck yeah And, and and you you touched on it for a little bit but judging that's the hardest thing like i i pray for strength around that because I think I feel like it's human nature. Like it has to be because we're all judgmental and a lot of the stuff we do. And that's where my fear of judgment came from was I was judging. Yeah. (laughs) I was really good at it. And that would be something I would encourage everybody as we, you know, continue to try to grow if you're really growing a community, it's do your best not to judge others and encourage them to know that you're not gonna judge them. Mm. And you'll start yeah. to see people open up, at least in my experiences, I've seen people open up and say, look, man, I, I'm not gonna judge you. It's hard. Yeah. And you're gonna make your as they're telling you their story, you're gonna think about it. But if you can just fight off that judgmental vibe because other people feel Feel it. And you'll start to see people openly come to you and start talking to you and sharing things with you. If you just say, man, that's brutal. (laughs) Not try to offer advice, right? Or, Or something to that. Sometimes people just need an ear. Mm -hmm. And if you have a tight group, it's, it's usually it's a group made of of people who aren't judging each other because you've got to be able to come to each other openly with things and not worry about sarcasm or, and some people, again, that's, they work well off of that, right? And and I'm not saying sarcasm is not bad. It's just, they have to know how genuine and where you're coming from right. to make sure they right. know that, okay, well, cause a lot of sarcasm, there's some truth in there. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. some truth in the feeling. And, and a lot of times people use sarcasm cause they're very uncomfortable to deal with a situation. <clears throat>
0: mm.
1: But sometimes, you know, I, I feel like we've got to put aside sarcasm and just listen to people and not judge them. If we really want to create a tight community. Ooh, wow, man!
0: You know what? Let's <laughs> let's push on that just a little bit more, if okay. that's, Because you you open up some things in me that I've seen in my past, and something that I've really been trying to work on is judgment. And I, I would normally say that I'm not a judgmental person, but you're right. It's, it's human nature. We are by nature. We judge others. We judge the color of their hair. We judge the color of that or the clothes that they're wearing, the cars that they're driving, how they said this, how they said that, why they did this, why they didn't do that. You know certain things, and I came upon this book. And I, I normally don't tell a lot of people, and I'm just being bolder these days and just putting things out there. And I normally wouldn't um, share this book with just anyone because um, I believe some of her um, the way she approaches things are a little little off for our faith belief. You know, we are um, men of God, and and so, but I I I feel like I'm mature enough to to decipher and to. You know, chew up the right. meat, throw out the bones, so to speak. But it was a book on judgment. It's called Judgment Detox by Gabrielle Bernstein. And she talks about the premise of it is, is just as it's called, judgment detox. We need to go through a detoxing of judging others because we judge way, way too much. And the antidote to judgment is love and the more we judge others we're judging them and you said it at the very beginning and i wrote it down here and it's um we judge from our dark places we judge from the from the secret places the shadows the the areas that we don't want people to see we judge as a projection out so we put that light on someone else so (laughs) that our stuff will not be brought to light and we know like scripturally what is in the dark will be brought to light right and so as as we think about that in judging, is like the more I can look at somebody and just love them for who they are, love them for where they are, love them that they're the cow running from the storm instead of screaming at them and thinking that, what are you doing? You're supposed to face the storm, you know, you're supposed right. to. Even though if I feel like that is the right way to go, if they want to go this way, it's still wrong of me to judge them, right? Because that judgment will never teach them the right way to go. But if I just love them through it, love them in the situation where they are, it's easier to influence them than by judging them. And, you know, one last thing, I um, mean, and then I'll let you speak on that for just a moment, but is, you know, I have found myself, I think, in a community where um, I was just recently, on a podcast, and I shared this, um, and I love I love this this platform because it does allow us to to pull things out of us that we normally wouldn't share. And I shared this on a on a past pro, uh, podcast recently. That I, I, at a certain time in my life, 2017, 2018, I was diving deep into figuring out who I was as a man, Mm -hmm. Um, the course that I wanted to take, um, and who do I want to become. And I realized that I didn't like the direction and the trajectory that I was on, so I needed to change it. So I started really learning and applying things. And as I applied things, I started to see my trajectory change drastically. But what I noticed is I could feel other people not liking it right? And a lot of it was because I'm, a, I'm an outward processor. And so, when I learn something, I want to share it, right? Because it helps me process it, one, and it helps me teach. I want to just teach someone. I was kind of a teacher right. by nature, not by practice. But, you know, I don't know if I could teach a bunch of kids. But, you know, I love teaching people what I have learned. Yet, it, when I don't see just my, my natural, you know, I'm a high D, high I, high D, Right. And so I wanna like push, you know, there's this these concepts, these ideas, these these new thoughts of learning yep. onto you, Jeff. You gotta come on, <laughs> man. You gotta come on with me, man. You gotta you gotta embrace this. Yep. And that comes off very judgmental if someone
1: isn't willing or ready to go down that same path. <laughs> yeah. No. And and you know, it it's funny when we think about it, and as you were talking, you know, a couple of things came to mind is People confuse judging with correction. Mm. So you can correct people without judgment. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. But, it, and I think that's where people start to get things confused and I'll use just the professional world is in the corporate world. If you think about the end of year review, Right. If, if somebody came to you and said, okay, here's the deal. Well, one, if you've ever had people that, that have reported to you, you're, you're conditioned and you're encouraged to constantly judge their performance, not correct performance or Mm. celebrate performance It's judge it, right? Mm. It's okay. Well, you're not doing A, B and C. But then all of a sudden they, they bring you into this room. It's the end of the year and they say, or the beginning of next year, but they're going to look back at this, this last year and say, okay, Jeff, you know, what are some of the things that you did well? And so you, you know, you, well, uh, yeah, this is, I did this and did that. And then, you know, what's coming next. What are some areas you would want to work on? Yeah. So we're conditioned right off the bat to not be vulnerable because we know that's going to be used against us. And because we're going to be judged, and we're going to be put in a position where vulner- vulnerability is used um, used against us. I know I just said that, but that, there's just no other better way to say it. Yeah. And a, a great example of when vulnerability is used against you is Samson and Delilah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here he is, the strongest guy. He's going up against the the Philistines, he's slaughtering them left and right. And they're like, we gotta figure this guy out. Yeah. So they get old Delilah and they she wears on him and wears on him. So he finally shares his his vulnerability that mm. he has, um, his weakness, right? And she yeah. uses it against him. Yeah. You know, she runs, tells him, they pluck his eyes out, shave his head, <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's just strung up against, you know, between two pillars. And when you look at life every single day, the media, society is just telling us that it's okay to judge other people. And when you do, Mm. you can use it to lift yourself up. And you had shared that earlier, is that deep, deep down dark place. And so if we can shift that term from being judgmental to correction, that's positive. That's active. That's me helping you if you need correction without judgment, right? Like, I so I, there's so many times I wish people would have felt comfortable to correct my actions, but I would have, I was not in a place where mm, I was ready to hear it, right? Because yeah. I would have, I would have thought I was being judged, not corrected. And when you find somebody that loves you, like your parents, like my mom, you know, whenever she would offer advice, I 100% knew it was coming from a place of love and correction. She wasn't judging me, judging me, you know, I'm, I'm her son. She loves me no matter what. And if we can just continue to think about that when we talk to each other. Yeah. That things would just be so much better in my opinion. Yeah, no,
0: that, I think, you know, when you said that, I thought, you know, her heart, right? You know, her heart is not to judge you. Her heart is to help you. And, um, I think that is back to community, finding a community that we know that we know that they have our best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. And, um, one thing that I learned through that process was that it was not necessarily the message that I'm sending. It wasn't necessarily what I'm saying. It's the delivery. It's mm-hmm. how I'm delivering it. And so that was something that I had to work on and still work on, you know, is how I deliver um, the message so it doesn't feel um, uh, judgmental. Now, granted, some of that is on our, on our, on our own self, right? We, we have to evaluate how we're receiving things and the meaning that we're putting behind things. Um, when someone's trying to help us and, and getting clarity. I, I, I'm big on clarity, like clarifying. That felt kind of judgmental. Was that is that, you know, or that kind of felt slighted, you know, or just just really calling it out. And I know not everybody can do that, but to me, that's facing the storm because at the moment inside, the storm is starting to rage and I'm starting to think of all these thoughts like they're against me. They don't trust me. They don't believe me. They're judging me. You know, they, they're looking back down on me or whatever, right? This, this, this raging storm of thoughts, negative thoughts are starting to come up and the way to combat that is just to face it and to say well jeff that that felt a little off you know what you just said did, did did you mean it that way or this is how i heard it is that how you meant it and that's i think for me that's that is the you know when we're talking storms that there is a storm too yeah, right not so the good big massive storms it's like these even the little foxes that come to spoil the vines the little things in our lives Right. The little thoughts that come to steal, you know, and, um, you know, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. that anything that comes to kill, steal and destroy, view it as the enemy. Right. Yeah. like Who yeah. said that? Where'd that come from? And because that is a storm that's about to rage against you. And it's like sensing that storm coming and then facing it head on.
1: So, yeah, a, a great example that is fairly recent. Is so I was supposed to go up and go to um, Georgia for over spring break. So this was right at the beginning of the whole COVID yeah. period, right? So we were all ready to go. They hadn't started doing a. They hadn't started the stay, the shelter in place, and those type things. But you could see some of the, the craziness happening with toilet paper and paper towels right. and stuff like that. And so we were supposed to go, we were supposed to go and I really wanted to go cause um, we were going to have a blast. And you know, my mom, my wife, my mother-in-law, like everybody else was like, yeah, I don't know if this is a good idea because the weather wasn't supposed to be great. So we could have gone up up there and been stuck in a hotel, like drive mm-hmm. seven, have eight hours and not have anywhere to go because All these state parks were starting to close. Like everything was starting to close. And so I was getting aggravated and I was getting angry that I wanted to go and it clicked. And when you were saying that, I was thinking of this example is I quickly realized I was allowing my disappointment to turn into anger and, yes. and in essence, try to almost pick a fight that didn't yeah. even belong. And so, I, and that's where you were talking about earlier about being intentional. I just try to be so self aware. And I was sitting there going, yeah. okay, why am I feeling like this? Why am I acting like this towards my wife and everybody else that, <laughs> that is just trying to help me, right? And make a yeah. good decision. And so I was in the bathroom and I finally, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just really disappointed right now. That's my problem. I yeah. wanted to go and I can't go. And I'm acting like I'm eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. so I, and I came back, I came back inside and I said, look, I go, I, I know I'm aggravated. I just, I told my wife, I go, I'm just really disappointed. I really wanted to go. Mm. And it's the right choice to not go. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I prayed about it and I was like, okay, just, just listen, just be quiet and listen. Mm. And I kept hearing my mom, my wife, it, you know, God was trying to talk to me through them. and yeah, <laughs> put yeah. me in that direction. But it was that, that, like you said, that small storm of disappointment that I was about to allow to turn into something bigger than it would have, sure. that should have been, that could have just completely derailed the train. Mm. Um, but fortunately, I figured Pretty it good. out quick enough, made the, the, the humble admission of, I'm acting like a baby, just give me a few minutes, I'll get over it. And I did. Like once I said that, and I kind of laughed at myself, I was like, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> that
0: is so good, man. So good. And, you know, I I just, I love that. And that's that's probably a good place to end right there is just really self-awareness. I think this key, I think it's key to a lot of things. And it's just really becoming aware of how we're facing the storms or how we don't want to face the storms. What are the things that we, why we don't want to face them? Is it uncertainty of unknowing? What, you know, is it a skill that we don't have? Is it something that you know, whatever it may be, you know, it's just that understanding and that learning of what it is and that discovery um, really of what it is. It allows us to, to um, acknowledge it. And I think right. that's so, well, Jeff, it's been an honor to have you on here. It's been a great conversation. I, so know, much fun. Yeah. Just, uh, I just thought, you know, I'll give you a few minutes, just some thoughts um, because uh, guys, you're going to want to listen to Jeff. You're going to want to follow him on on Instagram and check out his Facebook. Excuse me, his um, his website, uh, Active Futures. And so, Jeff, I would love for you to just close out real quick. Some closing thoughts
1: that you might have. I think the biggest thing is is Tim is just to lift you up and your message that you're putting out with this podcast is, you know, helping people learn how to face the storm and giving people real tactical things that they can do to turn and face adversity, get through it on the other side, Mm -hmm. and more people that can be like you and some of the other people that we surround ourselves with, you know, that can continue to get their message out. And Like you said, with a platform like this is just huge that, you know, we can continue to help create that that one pebble in a pond creates a ripple across mm. the whole pond and i just appreciate you doing this
0: well thank you man and guys that's a the reason why you want to follow jeff man he's a <laughs> leader man really appreciate you being on and uh thank you so much thank you it was awesome thanks tim you bet Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listen to the podcast and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come. And I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing, this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way podcast.
1: Thank you.